When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide you with a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Send the tweets. Send them hot at Ken Carmen. C-A-R-M-A-N. Oh, Hickey. Yes, Ken. I'll get to Joseph here in a bit, and I'll get back to my baseball stuff. Oh, Pierno. You going to talk, Pierno, or are you just going to be weird? I was purposely ignoring you, but hello. Why? You know, they can't see you, so you have to say something. You can't just purposely ignore me. Are you still purposely ignoring me? I I won't anymore. It's a radio show, not television. It'll never be a television show either, so don't even start. What do you want? Oh, okay. Well, if if we're just going to do that. You know, you you get a little bit of play because of what you did with Mraz earlier this week, and now all of a sudden you've become an egomaniac. I just want to point that out for all of America. You get a little bit there, and then all of a sudden, I'm just too good for anybody. See? Hickey's not responding. Mr. Big Time over here. All right, I'll do do the same with Hickey. Pierno can go pound. I don't care. Go pound sand. All right, Hickey. What's up, Ken? Uh, let me ask you this. You guys talked about the, the airplane thing yesterday or earlier today. Did they talk about the airplane thing? Everybody's talked about the airplane thing. No, Pierno, you didn't want to be a part of the segment. You don't want to do a radio, then go do something else. I don't care. Uh, okay, I, I have not flown many times. So you got to tell me what's right and what's wrong here. Hickey, have you flown a lot? Not too much, to be honest. I'm not asking Pierno. I fly all the time. You do fly all the time? Yep. I'm a traveler. Really? Well, see, the, the, now I'm even more upset because I actually need you for this. What's the proper protocol? The video of the woman who's sitting on the plane where she reclined and the guy in, behind her is, he's acting like a child. Uh, punching punching the back of the seat. Well, what is the proper protocol here? Because I, I have only flown a handful of times and uh, I have I've never reclined. I've never done that. So I need to know what the right thing to do is here. Hickey, Pierno, go ahead. I, I don't recline. Sorry. I don't recline personally just because, again, I feel like there's a lot of things that I can do on an airplane that I just won't do. I mean, I could, uh, you know, open up my plastic bag of orange chicken that I got from the uh, Chinese place in the terminal, but I don't want to stink up the entire airplane. So I won't do that. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I, I, I don't do the reclining. Do you, uh, um, Hickey, do you? No. No, 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 no. No reclining for me. Okay. Uh, then why? Because so many people say they recline on the plane and that it's the normal thing to do. Like my producer yesterday said, oh, you got to recline. You got to recline. I, I go, man, I, my, 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 my seat at home is that doesn't recline. It's pretty stiff. Uh, I really don't recline too much. I'm not a big uh, – my back doesn't – I have a bad back. Usually I have a bad back. I've had back injuries, like serious back injuries in the past. Obviously, and you, you look at me and you think, okay, you definitely had some back injuries in the past. Yeah, you're big. Yeah, but I don't recline. 
and I always thought it's like, man, I even a five and a half hour flight. I've been on a five and a half hour flight before. I didn't recline. I also know that I don't think that's the proper way to go about your business if you're that guy. I don't think he'd do any of that if there was a guy sitting in that chair. I can guarantee you that. And the second thing is, she says, according to the tweet that she had sent, or according to the information that I have, she says he, like, cocked back and punched the back of the seat. Is that correct, Hickey? From what I read, yeah, it was like nine punches, and a few of them were, like, were pretty hard. And then he just, start, and then he just started, like, the seat. I, I mean, that is, that is really childish when you think about it. Oh, right. What? How he went about it, whether you agree with reclining or not, how he handled it, how they both handled it was just very mature and not the way to do it. I don't think that I, I don't think that filming him would be the okay, be the okay thing. And then the the CEO of Delta, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, Hickey. The CEO of Delta said that people should ask before they recline. And immediately people got in on Twitter, I have a back injury. I'm reclining whether you like it or not. A lot of people have back injuries. I've had serious back injuries. But if it comes to this, I don't know why, if you have a back injury, I don't know why you can't explain that to the person behind you and have some understanding first before is, you just recline into their space. Go ahead. I think it only reclines, like, what, two inches? Like, you're not even reclining Well, that's much. the other thing. Does it make that no, big of a difference? I mean, for me, it doesn't. I mean, it's still a miserable experience. It's still uncomfortable. 855-2124-CBS, because people, I thought it was an inch, inch and a half, or two inches. If it's two inches... If I'm putting my fingers up right in front of me, you can't see, and I go that way with two inches. I First off, I don't think that that's much of – I don't think you're really getting into my space that much. The other thing is, is I also don't think that you just need to – I need to accept your back injury without you knowing me first. If I go, hey, I, I have a back injury. May I recline? I would like to recline. I know it might be a little bit of an of a encumbrance to you. But it's only a couple of inches, and it would make me a lot comfortable if you'd be so kind. And I'm sure the other person, you know, being a human, we live in a freaking society here. I would hope the person behind you would go, oh, yeah, that's fine. I didn't know. Thank you for telling me. We can't do that because there's plenty of people. I'm reclining whether you like it or not. Okay, well, now we're just going to start fist fights all throughout the aisles, all aboard flights, because America's talking about this today. And we shouldn't be fighting each other. We should be getting together and going after these airlines for cramming us into these planes. Well, you want to pay more because that's what's going to happen. You want $69 round-trip flights that you can find on Trivago, or do you want to pay $600 a head regardless? Because if they take out seats, that's what's going to happen. They're not going to lose on that. They're not going to lose their margins. That's not going to happen. So it's one way or the other. You want a cheap flight? Or do you want a whole bunch of room? Which one? I don't go for the cheap flights. Bingo. So guess what? Get ready to pack it in there, hombre. Everybody wants more space. Hickey, you can't have it. I don't know why they make seats that recline in the first place. That seems like that's a problem. Yeah, I'm surprised they they didn't take that away by now. Everything else they've taken away on the flights. You would think they would. They've taken away all the other things. You used to be able to get there. Like, I, I remember hearing the stories. The old Pan Am days. It used to be glamorous to fly. It, it was a, but it was also a thing where most people in America weren't, fly, weren't flying. Like, it was a glamorous thing for those who could afford such, such luxury. Then they figured, hey, people can get places in four hours. They'll pay the fiddler for it. And so they will pay for it, and it is still outrageously expensive, but they'll pack you in. They'll do all the other stuff. You're just going to get in the flight, and you're going to fly. And, and, and honestly, difficulty for four hours, if I'm going on a trip, say i got to go to from Ohio to Los Angeles, how long does it take me to get to Los Angeles? Five hours on a flight? What do you think, five hours? Yeah. Is five hours 
where we spend a lot of time being uncomfortable anyway. Is five hours a big issue? If I'm there for business, maybe. But if I'm there for pleasure, it's really not that big. I mean, we have we have AirPods now. We have headphones. We have ways we can shut ourselves off from the world around us. Just get drunk and pass out. But you can get drunk and pass out. I don't know if that's the best way to go about it. Or maybe you'd like to have a clear head when you got off the plane. I'm just pointing that out. Let me get to John in Omaha real quick. John, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yeah, hey. Uh, morning, guys. Uh, you morning. Know, bring in on this. I, I travel quite a bit for a living, and I'm I'm fully on board with if you want to recline, you have the right to recline. Um, I think it gets tough. For the person behind when they're trying to get out of their seat to go to the bathroom or something, it's a little bit inconvenient. But I think for the most part, you know, if you want to, you know, cock that seat back, you're allowed to. Can, should I? Isn't it? A, isn't it a courtesy? Like again, I brought up the people who said on on social media, I have a back problem. Okay, well, yeah. if the person behind you doesn't know that, but you just say, ah, it's a reclining anyway. We're we're in a reclining country. You're going to recline. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're the right to recline. There you go. You know, and I think the only the only time I've ever been told, you know, and the airlines make it so you don't get a chance to recline is if it's meal service. You know, if you're on a long flight, they say, all right, recline your seats forward or decline your seats or whatever they yeah. want to say. That's yeah. the only time. All right. I thank you very much for the call, John. Anthony in San Diego, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. What's going on, fellas? Thanks for taking the call. Glad to have you. Go ahead. It's it's somewhat hilarious, right? This has become the new do you bring babies to the movie theater social contract type situation. But I fully agree with the last caller. The seats are allowed to recline. I fly a lot. One, I'm in the military. I fly back and forth from San Diego to D.C. quite a bit, long flights. I think what the CEO meant was when he said that, you know, you should ask, because a lot of people have drinks or something on their countertop. You don't want to slam it back. You yeah. don't want to be that guy. You get Right when you get to altitude, you can go, you just slam it back, and nobody knows what's going on. You kind of go back slowly, give them a chance to prepare. You kind of look back, do whatever. But the way that guy acted, I mean, like you said, he is very lucky, one, a guy was not sitting in front of him. Two, I can't believe somebody else didn't say anything because that's that's against any social contract I can imagine. He should have got tossed off the flight. In fact, if there's a if there's a flight marshal on there, he should have been arrested after. I don't. But. I, I don't know how any grown adult, let alone a grown man, and yes, there is a difference there. I don't know how anybody. Anthony, thank you very much for the call and your service. I don't know how any grown adult acts like that. Like we we're all prone to do petty things, and I know he where, where he was sitting, and I've seen the video several times. I think he's sitting in a seat that's up against part of the plane where you can't recline. So maybe he feels, oh, well, you can recline and I can't, you bastard. There's a woman up in front of you here. Can we be a little chivalrous? 855-2124-CBS. Also, the thing with the baby, can I tell you guys something? I've, yeah, never taken my ki- I, I've never taken my kids to a movie theater. I've never taken my kids to a restaurant. How old are your kids? Four, three, and nine months. I've never taken them into a restaurant. What's like your age? Like what age they have to turn where you're like, okay, I can take them in public essentially. I don't know. All at the same time. Like I th- I think if I took Axel, Axel's four. If I took Axel and it was me and him and his mother and the other two were at their grandparents or at home by themselves. I'm kidding. Uh, if they were at their grand, like I think I could deal with Axel and that's fine. Eli still gets a little sloppy. He's getting better, but he's getting sloppy. He's three. 
And the baby, I think we took Axel to a restaurant when he was a newborn and he was okay. But I don't know. When the kids cry and when they freak out and all that stuff, I remember being annoyed by it when I was a single person. And now I think about it as a parent going, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want people staring at me. I don't I don't I don't want to have to deal with with any of this stuff. I don't want to have to like pick them up and put them back in the booth and and keeping them entertained. I don't want to deal with it. I don't know what the I don't know what the right age is going to be when I finally decide to take them to the Perkins or the Denny's or or wherever I'm going to take them. I don't know when that time's going to be. I'm asking two people with kids with without kids, me with a person with 3, I don't know necessarily what I'm going to do there. I've just never taken them to a restaurant. I damn sure won't take them to a movie theater. I'm not going to get my return on it. First, I got to sit through those movies. I can get them on Amazon later. Then I got to do all the other stuff. Like I'm taking Axel to monster trucks tomorrow. He doesn't know. I'm taking Axel to monster trucks. There is a fear that once they start them up, and I got headphones for him and everything, so don't even start on that. Once they start him up, I'm afraid he's going to cry and we're going to have to abruptly leave. Like I'm a little nervous about that part. I'll tell you both that right now. Great reaction. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, it might be time to open up the book again on the Astros. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. We had Brandon Scott at 1040 a.m. Eastern. Coming up at noon Eastern, Matt Collig will join us, owner of Collig Racing, at 1220 p.m. Eastern. I can't wait. Folks, I helped baseball last week. This week... We take on NASCAR. Next week, the economy. That ain't that bad right now, so don't worry about it. The national debt. How about that, huh? 855-2124-CBS. Get to the phones here in a second. Uh, we had Brandon Scott on. I asked him a question about how the fans are taking it, if they're rationalizing it. He said they are in Houston. I have people who are listening right now in New England, and they say, man, Boston fans, a lot of the Boston fans saying they're giving it back, which, which surprises me. Like they, he, he says they wouldn't want to win it that way. And it really surprises me considering most, I would assume most Boston fans, most Red Sox fans are also Patriots fans. And I think it may be just the difference of the two sports. If the Brown, I'm from Cleveland. If the Browns won the Super Bowl this year and then a Spygate issue came out, I'd tell you all to go to hell. I swear to you, I would. The NFL is about winning. Football is about winning, at least in the NFL. It's about winning at all costs. College football at its highest level is about winning at all costs. High school, I'm not going to say that. Good God, I'm not a complete psycho. But in, but in the NFL, it's about winning. It's about cold, calculated winning, entertaining me by winning, being the best. And if being the best means finding an edge, do it. Don't care. I don't think the Patriots fans should apologize or anybody else. And I know I wouldn't. Baseball, though, you know, Ken Burns didn't make a documentary about football. Baseball is is America. It's a pastime. It's it's the first sport we play usually. You know what I know. Baseball's different. Basketball's a, basketball. I don't know how you cheat at basketball, but in baseball, it's just different. And there's certain things that yeah, you know, guys guys look for signs and look for advantages. Everybody does. But when you're getting the buzzers on shoulders and beating trash cans and all that other stuff, it seems to be pointless. Seems to, Not pointless, but it seems to be fruitless for your sport. It is an embarrassing thing for your sport. And so now, if, if it were me, I will, I will tell you this. I would try to find any way possible to rationalize it if I were an Astros fan. Totally. Totally. 
I know me, and you know me if you listen to this enough. I would absolutely try to rationalize it. But now that I do have this as a measuring stick, I think I would be willing to tell you, I don't think I'd want to win it this way. My favorite baseball team hasn't won a, won a championship in 72 years. And also, 72 years ago, uh, one of the most famous players for that team will tell you that they were looking in from, from center field. They were trying to find an advantage there, trying to st- steal some signs. He'll, he'll admit that. Well, he passed on, but before he died, he was willing to admit that. It's been 72 years since the Cleveland Indians won a World Series. If they won it this year and I had this to deal with, I don't want it. I don't want to deal with it. I'm serious. Baseball is a different sport, and it's because of my enjoyment. I don't want to have to spend the rest of my life trying to rationalize that as a championship. With the Patriots, we just gave up. They're great. They win every time. We accept that Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. We accept that Bill Belichick in the modern era is the greatest coach there. We, we've accepted this. We, we've accepted that they are the blueprint for success, or not even the blueprint. They're, they're something that's unimaginable. For baseball, it's just, you know and I know, it feels different. We're supposed to uphold tradition, values, gamesmanship, sportsmanship, quality, and it's supposed to be the representative of the game. If it were my team winning and I had to win it this way, I don't want it. I don't want to have to re- I don't want to have to go back at fans for the rest of my life. I don't want to have to explain it for the rest of my life. I don't have to do this. I don't want to have to talk to my grandkids about it. I don't want to do any of that. It's better off you don't win it. And I'm sure I'll be in the minority when I get to the phones here. 855-2124-CBS. We get to Joseph in Houston. He's next up on sport on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, rationalize what? I'll trade you Beltron and you guys can have a championship. That's just the way it goes, bro. <laughs> Listen, all right, Major League Baseball has a serious issue, all right? <laughs> this is going on widespread across the league, and there's an easy fix. They just change the way that the plays are given. I talked to uh, – what's the girl that's on in the morning? Amy Lawrence the other day? Yeah. And yeah. I was like – she's like, well, they've been doing it like this for 100 years, and sign stealing's just this part of the game. And I'm like, yeah, but to what standard? And as soon as the Astros win a championship – it's not the Yankees. It's not the Dodgers. It's not the Cubs. They're going to, of course, tack us. Nobody can have our championship back. What you can have is Beltron, who taught us how to do it, and the rest of the people that had, you know, the, the scheme coming up. You know, I, I don't know how far it's got to go, but I'm a big guy. I'm going to wear my jersey. I'm sure that we're going to be the villain this year, and I'm looking forward to it. It's wow. Look at you cut the promo, Joseph. Thank you for the call. That's what you, it, that if you're going to do it, you go the whole way. You don't go halfway toes in. You want to be a villain, you be a villain. That's what you do if you're a guy like Joseph. You call sports talk radio and you talk trash and you cut promos on other teams and you get out. That's what you do. If you're going to be an Astros fan, that's how you that's how you live with this. That's the only way you can. I can't apologize for anything. If I'm an Astros fan right now, that's a different story altogether. If you're an Astros fan right now, I think you go, like, and Brandon Scott's like, yeah, it's an ugly thing, and I feel bad for it. If you have your scruples and you want to keep your scruples, fine. But if you want to look at it and go, you know what, this is pro sports. My kids are my kids. I'm going to teach my kids what's right and what's wrong and amateur athletics. And if they get to Major League Baseball, then we'll have that talk. But Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, NASCAR, it's about winning. 
So you can turn right around and go, yep, I'm an Astros fan. Yep, we cheated. Yep, I don't care if there were buzzers. I don't care. They were wired up. They were wired up. They were wired up like big pussy in the Sopranos. They were all wired up, and I don't care because we won. And you didn't, and we're going to go out here this year, and we're going to take it to them. I'm going to wear my Astros hat. You know what? I'm going to put on a Roger Clemens jersey, and I'm going to every single game, and I'm calling you up, and there's nothing any of you can do about it. Not the AL West, not the AL East, certainly not the Central, not the American League, not in the National League. We're doing it all over again, and then you hang up. That's what you do. You go full Rick Rude. Or, you know, yeah, I'd rather not do it. Because as an Indians fan, we haven't won since way before I was born. I'd rather not do this. I don't have the stomach for it. I don't have the heart for it. The NFL, I could tur- turn heel easily. Baseball, uh, it's gross. Like I heard Lima today, and I'm sure he brought up the Ohio State thing. The Ohio State thing is different. That's a call. That's a call by referees. That's not Ohio State's fault that a referee had a bad call. It's not Ohio State's fault that Miami had won a bunch of games in a row and thought they were going to win that game easy. It's not an Ohio State fan's fault. And I'm not even an Ohio State fan, so I don't even start with that. He is. It's not their fault, though. That's on, that's on a ref. So that's a providence they, they took from the referee missing a call. This is cheating. And in football, you do try to find an advantage. But in baseball, while you still try to find an advantage, it's still the unwritten rules of the game, doing it with some gentlemanly nature, and not putting on wires and and feeling buzzes on your left or right shoulder. I'd rather not win it. 855-212-4CBS. I get to your guys' calls. A ton are in. I want to get to Christopher in Texas, I think. 855-212-4CBS. Also coming up, the five most disappointing seasons and the five most satisfying seasons. And Matt Collig, owner of Collig Racing, he joins us at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Up at high noon Eastern, Matt Collig going to join us, owner of Collig Racing. He's got three cars today in the Xfinity race. He's got one car entered in the 62nd running of the Grand American race, the Daytona 500. Hey, at the end of the show, Hickey. Yes, Ken. Are you going to do the same thing Lima did for me at the beginning of the show? You want me to quiz you on just random NASCAR um, yes. participants? Yes. Sure. It has to be current and past. You have to use the past, too. The past as well. You got it. Yeah, because like Colt Custer, I don't know much about Colt Custer. I've heard of Cole Custer, but I don't know much about the guy. What about AJ Tony Stewart? Tony Stewart. I could tell you all day long about Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart's a multi-time NASCAR champion. Also started out racing open wheel. He's from Indiana. Uh, he's current owner, co-owner of Stewart Haas Racing. They run the Fords. They have several cars, including Kevin Harvick, who's a multi-time champion. I think he's a multi-time champion. He might only be a one-time champion. Uh, and also there was uh, <clears throat> one incident in a uh, dirt track. Several years ago, is that all you wanted me to say about that? No, I, I just I thought it'd be funny just to throw it at a very obvious name, but I, I oh. guess it didn't really land. But I'll, oh. I'll work on some obscure. I thought you wanted me to bring only... up the other thing first. No, 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 no. It's more like, oh, do you know, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ever heard of him? But it didn't oh. really land, so I'm just going to reset well, that. You know, one one guy, one guy did, uh, you know, have a very unfortunate incident at a short track. So that's what accident. I thought you were, yeah. Yeah, it was an accident. Uh, one guy had a very unfortunate accident at a short track, and I thought that's what you were referencing. 
855-212-4CBS. Mel Tucker's not a bad guy. He made a horrible decision, and I'll get to that here in a second. Let me get to Christopher in Texas. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. How are you doing, sir? Good morning, first off. Good morning. That Astros fan, if you have to win, come on now. Adrian what? Hey, was with Texas Rangers, if I remember correctly. You're thinking of Adrian Beltre. We're talking about Carlos Beltran. Carlos Beltran was with the Texas Rangers. For what, what the t- okay, okay, he might have been with the Texas Rangers at a time, but they, I, I thought you were talking about Adrian Beltre, who's maybe no, no, one no, of the no, most no. favorite, famous no, Texas Rangers no. ever. No, Beltran. Okay. And my point is, if the Astros can keep their world championship, why can't Pete Rose get into the Hall of Fame? If she's oh, cheating and you can still keep your championship, then... Why do you even want to win? All right. I'm a guy I'm a Texas Rangers fan, and I'm not going to want my team to cheat just so they can win. All right, well, that, well, technically we're on the same Technically, we're on the same side of that. I See, I thought, and you're breaking up a little bit, Christopher. Thank you for the call. You're like in a wind tunnel calling. We, I, I'm so sick and tired of doing the Pete Rose thing over this. Pete Rose gambled. It's two different things. It really is. Pete Rose bet on baseball. He broke a separate rule. These are separate rules. If if I go out and I shoot somebody on the road and somebody else goes into jail for pot, because I killed somebody doesn't mean that person should be exonerated for pot. They should be exonerated for pot because it's pot, not because I killed somebody. They're separate issues. These are separate things. Tax fraud is different from murder. Murder is different from drug possession. They are separate things. And in baseball, they broke separate rules. One guy gambled. It's expressly written, don't gamble. He gambled. He believed Faye Vincent. He believed all those guys. He ended up getting kicked out of baseball for life. He is one of the greatest players to ever play the game. He got kicked out of baseball for life. And I will still always say, I don't even think Pete Rose wants to be in the Hall of Fame. I think he wants people talking about him being in the Hall of Fame. He's very low class. I don't believe in Pete Rose. I don't believe really what Pete Rose stands for. I know that he's got a ton of fans out there, and I don't really give a damn. All I know him for is wearing a white hat and talking about how big Joe DiMaggio's hog is. That's it. Sick and tired of the Pete Rose conversation. I don't think Pete Rose wants to be in the Hall of Fame. Makes more money than guys who are already in the Hall of Fame because people talk about him not being in the Hall of Fame. He broke a separate rule. These guys cheated. It's the it's a different rule. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Greg, California. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Sorry, go ahead. Hey, what's going on? Nothing much. Trying to trying to keep my voice going. Go ahead. Hey, no worries. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm a huge days fan. I'm out here in California, and uh, let's say the Astros been doing this for the last couple of years. You give maybe ten games at home, that robs the eighth of the division. So you feel, Rob, what should we do for it? What should we do for you? Uh, you know, there's nothing we can do, but it's just it's just a thing that oh, okay. I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I guess it's, it's uh, kind of we're, we're stuck with what we're at, but I, you, it's just uh, I'm I being serious. A, I'm not being I'm not being facetious. I'm being serious about this. Would no. it make you feel better if we were to if, if we were to suspend players for a year? Would it make you feel better? You know, I I, I kind of see your point, but I I don't I don't know. No, every, I, every I, I'm serious. 
Was I think it would make me. I think it would make me feel better if, like, if they found out like Jose Altuve was a part of this thing. Okay, we've decided to suspend Jose Altuve for a year. As a fan, I'd probably feel better. I'm, I'm dead serious about that, yeah. Greg. I'm not being an ass. I, I swear to God. No, I, I think I would too. I mean, if they know, you know, no doubt that he was doing it and he was yeah. in on it and he was 100 percent for it, then yes, I feel the same way. Because I, I keep going back to it, and I think it's different from football. Like, Greg, are you a – I assume you're a 49ers or a Raiders fan? I'm a Raiders, correct, yeah. You're a Raiders fan. Okay, and Greg, thank you very much for the call. Like, if you're a Raider fan and you end up winning the Super Bowl and we find out that you had a Spygate in, is, is, incident, football is a different sport than baseball. We hold football in a different regard. I think, again, you should tell fans to pound sand if they have a problem with you doing it, just like Patriots fans have. And I support Patriots fans in their endeavor. I actually would support a, uh, an Astros fan in their endeavor if they wanted to go full heel about it, but I'd rather not win that way the way the Astros did because it's a different sport, and I don't want to have to sit there and apologize for it every single time it gets brought up. And I do think because of Jim Crane's pretty asinine comments the other day, where Jim Crane is, a, I, I would guarantee, a smart person and has probably been a pretty good owner for the most part, has messed this whole thing up and keeps talking, is it inflamed passions yet again, and I would say, yeah, to me, to maybe Greg in California, to maybe some others, it would make me feel if you make me feel better if you open the book back up. I know you're not going to open the book back up. I know that to you guys in Major League Baseball, to Rob Manfred, it's a dead issue. But I think because of these comments by Jim Crane, I think because of what's going on here, I really think the book should be opened back up. I really think that we should consider more punishment because it doesn't seem as if you get it. Immediately, my buddy Landry Locker got in about it. Ken, you don't understand the definition of immunity. Landry, you need to understand that this isn't a court of law. If all of a sudden Rob Manfred is a Supreme Court justice, and I use Landry as an example because he's my friend and I know he can take it and I've worked with Landry for a while and I love the man. But I got this from Astros fans earlier this week when I said, hey, they should open up the book again. This is stupid. You've all You've just inflamed passions again against your sport. Well, Rob Manfred already gave immunity. Okay, well, if Rob Manfred changes his name to William Rehnquist, then maybe that would hold water. That doesn't hold water. Companies change their policies constantly. Schools, every they change this constantly over a person's punishment. They did this with Bob Knight 20 years ago. They've done this before with countless sports figures. Ah, we thought it was going to go okay, but seems that the fans were still upset, so we ended up, we had to let the coach go. Ah, we tried to do it this way. It, 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 it didn't work. Uh, we're going to end up having to let the coach go. Like, they do this all the time. To sit there and tell me, well, they, they have immunity. Oh, immunity? From a guy who really does, has the power to take that back. No, you see, they've been granted immunity, and that's it, and that's all. No, he'll keep the immunity there. Rob Manfred has proven time and time again he'll make the wrong decision when you give him the chance. He's he's been perfect with it. And he'll continue the immunity. You'll it will not change. This won't change. But Brandon Scott, he's in Houston. He's an Astros fan. He works for Six Ten in Houston. He's saying, yeah, there should be something different. There should be a postseason man. I don't think there should be a postseason man. I think if you're gonna do something again, you start suspending players. We got rid of your manager, we got rid of your general manager. There are still people in that front office who are a part of this scheme that are still there. 
You had the opportunity to be contrite. You had the opportunity to talk to baseball fans, not just Astros fans. You had the opportunity to do all that. You didn't. And during this entire fiasco, let's not forget your PR team also did their very best to rip down the reputations of the people reporting this. You've never learned a lesson out of all this. And you have continuously made baseball, which holds itself in the highest regard more than other sports, look bad. But Rob Manfred granted immunity, Ken. Great. Yeah, that means something, doesn't it? Yep, got it. Judge Wapner, Judge Judy, Judge Joe Brown, it all means more than what Rob Manfred granted immunity. They take this stuff away all the time, and in this case, they should. Hit them where it hurts. Take away the players. Suspend them for a year. If you want to go even harsher than that, I'll listen to that. You want to bring up the Pete Rose scenario, we want to go even harsher than that, fine. I don't think that this means Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, but you know what? If we want to go the reverse and say, hey, should these guys be gone forever? They participated in this knowing that it was wrong. They benefited from it. They made money off of it because of their contracts. Maybe we should go a little bit further with Jose Altuve if we can find that he was complicit in this and guilty in this. At this point, it's like finding needles in a haystack, but still. If I can find you and I know that there actually is a court of law that you can file appeals in and we could go about that way, then go ahead and do it. It's just Major League Baseball won't do it. They want this to go away, but every time you get a chance to make it go away, Jim Crane's going to open up his mouth and we fan the flames all over again. Peter Schwartz was cussing on Twitter. Peter Schwartz never cusses. I've never heard Peter Schwartz say a cuss word in my life. He's cussing on Twitter about, about Jim Crane. People are upset. It's still a entertainment business, so I don't want to take them out of the postseason because as much as I might be screaming and yelling from the rooftops, I'm not a damn fool and I love entertainment. I am. I try to be an entertainer, and I know that that's going to sell some tickets and draw some ratings and draw some money. The Astros in a divisional series against one of these other teams, oh, my God, count me in. I'm one of the guys, if my team isn't in the postseason, it's hard for me to watch. My team lost in Game 7 a couple of years ago. In, in, in extra innings, it's been hard ever since. I've had an emotional, I've had an emotional problem watching postseason baseball over the last couple of years. Uh, I'm going to watch every single pitch of an Astros game in the postseason, rooting against the Astros, and I think a lot of other people will too. And then it'll make guys like Joseph in Houston, who said that he doesn't care. He's going to be a villain about this. He's going to love it, and he's going to continue to love his championship. That is awesome. That's what you want. You want good guys, bad guys. You want people to be upset. You want them to be an emotionally involved person as a fan. That's what you're going for. That's what football has. That's what basketball has every so often. Not all the time, but every so often. That's why I loved what happened between Utah and Portland last week. Good. Work people into a shoot. Get them going. So even I'll say, hey, I I, I don't want to do the... I think vacating a championship is kind of weird in pro sports, especially because no one's going to get that championship. I don't know what you're going to do with the merchandise. I don't know what you're going to do with everything else. If you want to try to vacate a championship, go ahead. I think that taking them away from the postseason, yeah. I, I can't let them play the regular season and take them away from the postseason. I can't help a team get into the postseason and then take a spot from a team that could possibly do better in the postseason with their full host of players. Can't do that. I don't believe in removing them from that moment. I think the only thing I can do worse is opening up the books. Again, 
and trying to suspend or even go further than that with players. Or if you really wanted to, and it's happened in the NBA, if you really thought that Jim Crane has been irresponsible about this, then you could try to remove him as an owner. But you have to remember, if you go digging through one guy's closet, you'll dig through all the other owner's closets. Because when this whole Donald Sterling thing got brought up and people ridiculed, ridiculed the Dallas Mavericks and Mark Cuban for it, because Mark Cuban's like, I don't necessarily know if we want to go looking for that. Mark Cuban was actually smart, because Donald Sterling, what Donald Sterling did was awful and said was awful, and what he did for a long time to people was awful. But there's a lot of owners who have their own problems too. And I think he was afraid that, that maybe Donald Sterling would spill the tea about those guys. So if you do this for Jim Crane... Just be careful that your own ownership can be under trouble too. So it's it's not always that easy. The easiest thing, if you wanted to let it go, let it go, which is probably what they're going to try to do, or it seems like they're doing right now. Or the other thing is that, okay, we, we, we know that some players were involved in this. The manager was complicit in it. Maybe he was the least, but they got rid of the manager. They got rid of the general manager. Let's go forward and let's go after the players. Even then, I don't know how much better I'm going to feel about that. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. But to hear this thing about immunity and how that works, that is the silliest thing I'll ever hear in my life. Coaches always get a second chance until the people end up at the president's gate and they're yelling at the president, and then they go, you know what, maybe we're going to let this coach go anyway. Happens in pro sports, happens in college sports, high school sports, all over the place. There have been so many coaches, so many players, so many people running in front office who have been fired after they've been told right to their face that everything's going to be fine. To tell me anything else is blatantly silly, and it's you sticking your head in the sand. Coming up in a little bit, I'll get to the five most disappointing seasons, the five most satisfying seasons. Also, Jason Lockin for us, CBS Sports NFL Insider. Join us at 1240, Pacific. Up next... The Daytona 500 is upon us. Matt Colling, owner of Colling Racing. He has a car in the 500. He has three cars in the Xfinity race today. We talk about we talk to him about his team and the future of NASCAR. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.